0: The yearbook. I forgot why we call it that. It's not important. I'm your host, Doug, the yearbook sportscast, NBA. Who didn't see the early elimination of the LA Clippers coming 11 months ago? Well, no one could have known it would end like this. Losing to the Denver Nuggets by blowing a three games to one series lead. Yes, of course, everyone knew it was going to end like this. The Clippers are one of the most woebegone teams in all of North American sports. Not an overstatement. For a long time, the Clippers were just really bad. But at times they would hire a really good coach like Larry Brown and or have really good players like Bill Walton, Norm Nixon, Danny Manning, Mark Jackson, Elton Brand, or Chris Paul. But it always turned out the same. The Clippers never had any big success and definitely never sustained success. A lot of that blame has to go to longtime owner Donald Sterling, who was terrible, and so many other things, too, in addition to terrible. But six years ago, Steve Ballmer bought the Clippers and brought a new attitude, new spending, new logos, and created an entirely new program. All that stuff that sometimes goes along with new ownership, yet L.A. continues to have good players well, never, ever living up to their potential. And again, with last year's Raptors legend, Kawhi Leonard, now on board with the Clippers this year, the Clippers still didn't even make the third round. Don't misread that. Whatever went wrong, whatever's to blame this time out, I am not blaming Leonard. He's just an unfortunate part of a long, long, long list of big acquisitions playing on Clippers teams that couldn't get close to truly contending uh, in the West. This week's Game 7 with the Nuggets was the biggest game in San Diego slash L.A.'s franchise history because it gave the Clippers franchise, the whole franchise, a chance to finally give itself some confidence by finally making the NBA semifinals for the first time. Had the Clippers won that Game 7, then every game against the Lakers would have been the biggest games in franchise history because the Lakers have uh, for sure been bad at times. But for the most part, as far as wins and losses are concerned, Everything always works out for the Lakers, while nothing ever works out for the Clippers. For the Clippers, that's a lot of biggest games in franchise history in a very short amount of time, but like the front end of one and one free throws, the Clippers didn't even get past the first hurdle. Again, in the endless debate over what to debate about next, we are not getting into a debate about whether this year's baseball statistics should count. Of course they should! They're playing, aren't they? Plus, if the Twins' Nelson Cruz can hit 75 home runs in just 60 games, that absolutely should count. I mean, they're not playing at Carruthers Park. They're playing in the actual real stadiums. Uh, In fact, the only season we currently would think about discounting is college football. Every league is missing players. The National Women's Soccer League, as we like to point out, was missing a whole team, but college football is missing, like, a third of its big-time teams, even now that the Big Ten is back in. Uh, things have changed. The Big Ten is back in. So now almost every power team will be playing. But the jury's still out on uh, college football. First, you don't know me, but I promise I do love the college football, and I have been watching it. And this is not a comment from someone who likes college football as much as the next guy. No, no. I actually love it. I I now officially love summer only because summer has become one big countdown to the start of college football. But I'm really concerned this year about safety. Football takes a lot away from you as it is under normal circumstances. I don't want a bunch of players and coaches fighting for a conference championship season and then 10 years from now, like 40% of them have enlarged hearts or something or recurring symptoms. I definitely don't know. We don't know yet about the long term effects of COVID 19, if there are any. And I'm afraid of fans watching and then forgetting about 2020's nine in one season and forgetting about all the players and coaches who in 2030 are still ill from that forgotten 2020, nine in one season. I absolutely hope that scenario does not happen, but I'm concerned about it. I also don't want football or anything else to fan out the pandemic and further delay the restart of real life and an actual real college football season. fall would have sucked without college football. But spring or winter would have been a whole lot better with it. As far as how real this season is, uh, the Pac-12 conference is still out for now. For now. And the upset specialists in the Mountain West Conference and the MAC are also allegedly staying out. So that's a lot of teams that the power schools don't have to play. For a lot of teams, this is the perfect setup. Just play the conference games, no need to worry about any upsets, and leave out the little guys. Perfect. But that is not reality. NFL, I still think the Browns' Miles Garrett uh, should have been suspended for part of this season too. He's the player who during a brawl in a game with the Steelers last year wound up hitting the Steelers quarterback over the head with that quarterback's own helmet. Uh, This is... Certainly very possible that there is uh, something unreported that's, that's gone unreported that we're missing. So if we're missing something here, we apologize. But Garrett basically swung a club at point-blank range at a player who was wearing no protection. Garrett was suspended for the rest of 2019. But again, Garrett could have killed An opponent back to college football, Eastern Kentucky quarterback Cayman Kiratan gets into the Colonels' loss at West Virginia Saturday and got his name mentioned on TV. Unmentioned was that name is the same last name as former Detroit Piston Earl Kiratan. Yes, he is Cayman's cousin. Also unmentioned was the name of the late Tony Gwynn. Baseball, the Padres, Tony Gwynn. That bat that's in your closet. Tony Gwynn Cayman in uncle. The Stars are in the Stanley Cup Finals. What is this, 1991? 1991 Stanley Cup Finals burn. And with the Stars playing the lightning. Hey, both those things are in the sky, Stars and Lightning. With the Stars playing the Lightning in the Cup Finals, we have Stars goalie Ben Bishop facing his former team, the Lightning, for all the marbles. And we have Tampa Bay's Pat Maroon playing in his second consecutive Cup final with his second consecutive Shen brother on his second consecutive different team. Last year, Maroon won the Stanley Cup along with center Braden Shen when both were on the St. Louis Blues. This year, Maroon is in the finals with defenseman Luke Shen and the Lightning. Can Pat Maroon come through for the other Shen brother too? Uh, St. Louis is... Braden Shen didn't make the finals this time, obviously, but he did win it all last year. And he's 3-0 head-to-head against his brother Luke over the last two seasons. Is this finally Luke's turn? Will the Stanley Cup be returning to wherever Braden brought it in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, last summer? By the way, saying this is 1991 is way too strong because this Stars team was the number three seed overall in the West, not the underdog to end all underdogs.